Giving is the way that God has ordained for us to be blessed. Giving is the way that God has ordained to make us prosperous. Giving is the way that God has ordained to put wealth into your hands. Giving is the way that God has ordained to meet all your needs. Hallelujah. And, and that's what the Bible tells us that word. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Today I'm going to be teaching about prosperity and I'm going to be teaching about God's way of prosperity and God, God's way of prospering us and blessing us. Amen. How many of you are ready for the word? The Bible says the book of Matthew 6 verse 19. It says that lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. Okay, let's jump to verse 33. Let me first establish a principle from verse 33 and then we'll come back to verse 19. The verse 33 says that, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When you read the preceding verses, he speaks about, you know, the things that people seek after. People seek after clothing. People seek after food. People seek after shelter. People seek after their basic necessities. And the preceding verse said that, preceding verse said that our Heavenly Father knows that we also have need of these things. However, even though we have need of these things, listen, you have need of clothing, isn't it? You have need of makeup, isn't it? Yeah. You, you, need to, you need to wear a nice shoe, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You need to drive a nice car. Amen. That there's nothing wrong when it's you, you, you want to go for vacation in Dubai. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. Tell there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. Hallelujah. So he's saying that what your heavenly father knows that you have need of all these things. You have you have to pay your school fees. You have to you have to buy handouts, you have to buy textbooks, you have to do all these things. But he's saying that what seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things and all these things that ye have need of shall be added unto you, shall be given unto you. He's teaching us about priorities. Seek first. Turn to seek first. Seek first. Can I have the amplified? The amplified says that when he says that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the amplified says that what God's way of being and doing right. God's way of being and doing right. So there's a way by which when you behave to God, it is acceptable. Hallelujah. There's a way when you behave to God, it's acceptable. It's God's way of being and doing right. So when it comes to prosperity, there's a pattern. There's, there's a way that God has prescribed. That is his righteousness, his, his standard, his way by which he blesses us. Amen. Amen. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So seek first the kingdom of God. In other words, be desirous of the expansion of God's kingdom. Amen. Be desirous of the growth of God's kingdom, the expansion of God's kingdom. See that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness also. And all these things shall be added unto you. What is God's way of being and doing right when it comes to prosperity? It is given. Given. Turn up to given. Hallelujah. Given is the way that God has ordained for us to be blessed. Giving is the way that God has ordained to make us prosperous. Giving is the way that God has ordained to put wealth into your hands. Giving is the way that God has ordained to meet all your needs. Hallelujah. 
and that's why the Bible tells us that word. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Isn't it amazing? It is more blessed to give than to receive. So when somebody gives you a gift, you'll probably be excited and you'll probably be happy. And indeed, you have to be excited and happy when somebody gives you a gift because it is, you are blessed when someone gives you a gift. But the person who gave is more blessed than the person who received. So anytime, so the question you should ask yourself is that since it is more blessed to give than to receive, we must be in a position where we are, we are more of the giving ones than the receiving ones. Because it is more blessed to give than to receive. Those who are always giving are those who are always being blessed. Or they are the ones that are more blessed. Hallelujah. May you be more blessed in Jesus' name. May the Lord make you a giver in Jesus' name. May the grace of God come strong upon you so that you be a giver in Jesus' name. Now let's, let's get back to verse 19. Matthew chapter 6 verse 19, the King James translation. I believe that God is, God is opening up. You know, as I'm ministering right now, I see doors being opened. I see doors of prosperity being opened. I see the veil that the enemy has placed on the eyes and the minds of people being lifted up. We live in a generation where a lot of people speak against giving. A lot of people speak against tithing. A lot of people speak against giving. And let me tell you something. The reason why Satan stirs up controversies to cause people not to have an understanding of giving, of tithing, of giving, of sowing seeds, is because Satan wants people to be robbed of their blessings. Satan wants people to be robbed of their blessings. Hallelujah. I learned something some time back that anytime you see the world moving in a particular direction, it is in your interest to move in the opposite direction. Because the system of this world is always anti-God. The system of this world is always against the patterns and the instructions and the rules of God. And that's what the Bible tells us, that would be not conformed to the patterns of this world. Amen. So you see in this world, there's a lot of craze and a lot of talk about sex. You turn on the TV, there's a lot of things about sex. You know, you go on social media, there's a lot of things about sex. You see a lot of people, you know, you see a lot of, so much about sex. With wisdom to realize that because the world's way, the world has chosen the way of sex, you must choose the way of righteousness and holiness. Hallelujah. You must choose the path of keeping yourself pure. In the same vein, because there's always a lot of controversy about giving, controversy about tithing, controversy about giving to churches, giving to men of God, because there's a lot of controversy about it, it's the world's way. You must realize that, ah, then there indeed is something about giving that Satan does not want people to get. Hallelujah. Matthew 6 verse 19, he says that, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust that corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. Jesus is speaking, and he's saying that, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. In other words, don't be so inclined on getting, on accumulating wealth, amassing wealth, getting houses and cars. Don't be so much interested in that. Amen. And really, is that not what a lot of people are interested in? A lot of people are interested in accumulating wealth. You know, 
in this world, how, is, how are people... You know, this world likes to measure the wealth of people. So you would have um, the world's richest... You have a list of the 10 wealthiest people in the world, isn't it? The 10 richest people in Africa. The 10 richest people in Ghana. The 10 richest people in Achimota. <laughs> the 10 richest people in Kumasi. The 10 richest people in East Legon, in Soruto. You are one of them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now look at it. When the richest people, when this world, the, the, this world is calculating the wealthiest people in the world, or the wealthiest people, how do they calculate it? They calculate it based on assets. They calculate it based on shares. They calculate it based on stocks. They calculate it based on possessions, isn't it? So you look at, you look at somebody and the person has five houses. Go like, wow, this person is rich. You, you, take, a, you take somebody, you want to calculate how, how wealthy is, um, let's say, Bill Gates. You look at his shares, the value of his shares. And then it helps people to estimate his wealth. How many houses does somebody have? Those are things, parameters that are used to estimate the wealth of people. But let me tell you something. In God's standard, and according to God's measure, that is not how God calculates wealthy people. The world calculates how wealthy a person is in terms of how much the person has. How much the person has. How much the person has. That is how the world calculates how wealthy a person is. But you know how God calculates how wealthy a person is? This is how God calculates. God calculates how wealthy a person is in terms of how much has a person given. So at the end of the year, somebody is going to calculate, oh, at the end of the year 2019 has come to an end. The person has bought two cars. The person has finished building his house. The person, the person has bought this clothing. The person has bought shares in this. The person has made this investment. So somebody will sit down at the end of the year and calculate his wealth that he has shares in this company. He has shares in MTN. He has shares in, uh, in Microsoft. He has shares in this. And he has three cars. And he has five houses. You know. And so this is his wealth that he has accumulated in 2019. God is also going to sit there and he's going to calculate somebody's wealth. I'm going to ask, okay, so this year, 2019, this is how I consider this lady wealthy. This is how I consider Sister Julia wealthy. This is how I consider Brother Herman wealthy. Brother Herman, he gave for missions. He was consistent in his tithing. You know, when the joint church expansion, he gave. He gave to the poor. He gave to the man of God. He gave to this person. He gave to that person. He helped the needy. He built, he built churches. He built orphanages. He did donations to orphanages. This is how God is going to calculate how wealthy a person is. And that's why the Bible is saying, Matthew 6 verse 19, Lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth. Don't be desirous necessarily of accumulating wealth for yourself on this earth. But he says that, he says what? But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Lay up for yourselves treasures, what? In heaven. And what does he say? The tre when you lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, over there, moth and rust do not corrupt it. Thieves cannot break it and steal. What does it mean? It means that when you lay up, when you lay up treasures on earth, it shall fade and it shall pass away. It shall fade. It shall pass away. It is temporal. It is temporal. 
But when you have treasures in heaven by giving, it is eternal and it is permanent. Look at, look at Cornelius. The Bible tells us that an angel appeared to Cornelius and said that, Cornelius, your prayers and your giving has come to God as a memorial. His prayers and his giving came to God as a memorial such that God dispatched an angel to visit him. It makes you see that your giving, even though it looks physical, because you gave, you gave to the, you gave your tithes, you gave to the church, you gave to the poor, you gave to the needy, you gave to the man of God, you gave to people, you were a blessing, you were a blessing to people, you were always giving. It was a physical act, but it had corresponding spiritual and eternal relevance. You are building for yourself a memorial in heaven. You have, how many of you have memorials in heaven? Or you have memorials on earth? There are people that have memorials on earth. I told you people about somebody. You know, it's a true story. The person was going for a conference in, in Singapore. And um, because the person was going for a conference, the person bought a house in Singapore to stay. It was like a three, four days conference. The person bought a house, you know, to stay in. And after the conference, the person, has, the, person, the person that came back to Ghana, the person has not gone back to Singapore for a number of years, yet still the house is there. And the person has paid people to be cleaning the house and taking care of the house. This is a Ghanaian. <laughs> the person has houses all over the world. You see, those houses that the person has, eh, they, are in the, they are memorials. But they are earthly memorials. And they will fade and they will pass. But I pray for you that by your giving, you build heavenly memorials in Jesus' Amen. name. And listen, God will bless you when, you when you focus on giving and when you focus, like I was a seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness when you, and all other things will be added. God will bless you in such a way, like I told you earlier, that you can be a blessing to other people. That you can build houses for other people. Hallelujah. Let's get to verse Matthew 6, verse 20. How many of you are enjoying the message? It says, Lay out for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust that corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where your treasure, this is an important principle. Where your treasure is, it shows us where your heart is. You can put this statement in another way. That where your heart is determines where you put your treasure. Where your heart is determines where you put your treasure. So where are you putting your treasure? Where are you putting your treasure? Where are you putting your money? Where are you putting your money? Where your treasure is that is where your heart is. So if, if after you have labored and toiled and you have money in your hand and now you put that money now you have money in your hand you've gotten money. Where you put that money now determines where your heart is. If you give that money to God it shows that your heart is with God 
and for God. If you spend that money on yourself and your own pleasure, it shows that your heart is for you yourself. You are selfish. Such a person is selfish. If you give that money to other people, it shows that your heart goes out to other people. If you give that money to God, you give that money to the man of God. If you give that money to the church, it shows that your heart, your toil, your energy, your resources and everything, shows that your heart is to God. Your heart is to the man of God. Your heart is to the, the, the church. Your heart is to help the poor and the needy. Your toil and your sweat. Where your treasure is, that is where your heart will be also. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a mighty clap, my friend. Let's get to the next verse. Matthew chapter 6. You can give us verse, verse 21. Alright, let's get to verse 23. If thine eye be evil, thy hope... Let's verse 24. I want to show you something. Look at it. It says that no man can serve two masters. He's still talking about money and where you put your treasure and your wealth and all that. He says that no man can serve two masters. And, and look at this scripture very well. No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You see, no man can serve two masters. And look at what he says. That ye, he says, ye cannot serve God and mammon. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. This is a very powerful and instructive scripture. And one day, you know, maybe one day I'll, I'll, I'll talk about mammon. Mammon, when he said ye cannot serve God and mammon, first he has said no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one or love the other, or he will hold to the one and despise the other. And now he presents to us the two masters. He said that ye cannot serve God and mammon. These are two masters. Everybody in this world is, is, seven, two masters, is seven one of these masters. Everybody is either serving God or serving mammon. What is mammon? Mammon is a spirit. Mammon is not just money. No. Mammon is not money. He could have used money. Mammon is the god of riches. Mammon is a god. He's saying that you cannot serve God and mammon. So when he says you cannot serve God and mammon, in a way, Jesus is in a way saying that Mammon is, a, is something that is saved. Just as people worship God, people worship mammon. Just as people serve God, people serve mammon. Mammon is a god. <laughs> mammon, is a name, mammon is a name of a god. It's a name of the god of riches and wealth. When, and where do we find, when you study, when you, when you study about mammon, you, you come to realize that mammon, mammon is a Syriac god from Syria is from Syria is a Syria god of wealth and riches and money and that god mammon when you study the the Syrians that god mammon was there is traced to the time of the building of Babel the tower of Babel the tower that you know the tower of Babel it, it signifies, when, when they were building the Tower of Babel, you, you know the story, when they were building the Tower of Babel and all that, it, it signified the world system. That was, they building the Tower of Babel, it was against God's will. And that's why God came down and scattered them. You know, it, it showed the world system. It showed people's building, uh, Babel 
is the Babylonian system, is the world system that shows people's independence of God. People's independence of God and people's trust in themselves. And I'm saying that the Syriac God called Mammon is traced to, the, the, to Babel. He said that you cannot serve God and Mammon. He didn't even say that you cannot serve God and the devil. You cannot serve God and Mammon. Because you see, although the devil is the one behind everything, he has, he has come up, he has, you know, when you study it, there are, you know, in, in, in among, when you study angels and all that, in the Bible, the Bible tells us about archangels, isn't it? There, there's such a thing as archangels. We know of Michael. Michael is an archangel. You know, and there are, there are other archangels. Bible doesn't, apart from Michael, Bible doesn't mention many of the other archangels. But Michael is an archangel. And it's also believed that Daniel, sorry, Gabriel was also an, is also an archangel. So in the same way that there are archangels for God, when Lucifer fell, and he became, when he fell, he became the devil, he also had angels that rebelled with him. He, he also has archangels. <laughs> Lucifer has his deputies, or Lucifer has his, his arch principalities. Or even we call the arch devils, the arch devils, and I'm saying that Mammon is one of the arch devils. Mammon is is one of the key principalities, the key fallen angels in the kingdom of darkness, and a lot of people worship Mammon, a lot of people serve Mammon, a lot of people have come under the control of Mammon. And that's why the Bible tells us the love of money, not money itself, but the love of money is the root of, have you ever comprehended that scripture? It's the root of all evil. Why do people go for Sakawa? Why is somebody ready to kill his, his, his wife, his daughter, his child? Why? In exchange for money. It shows you how strong money is. Why, why, why would somebody want to lie in a coffin for seven days to go through a certain ritual? Because of money. Why would people want to join secret societies? And we all know many of the secret societies, they seem to have wealth. Their members seem to have wealth. Right now, a lot of young people are being recruited in secret societies. And a lot of young people are joining secret societies. Why? Because of money. Not just because of money. Because of mammon. Because of the god mammon. And that's why Jesus was saying, no man can serve, you, you can't serve God and mammon. I'm saying that one day I'll teach you, I'll, I'll, I'll teach you on the, the, the God called mammon. <laughs> you know, one of the things about mammon, consumerism and materialism, it shows people who are, people who are, people who are into consumerism and people who are into materialism, they have come under the influence of mammon. What is consumerism? Consumerism and what is materialism? Whatever you want. That, that tendency, that inclination to always want something. iPhone 1 comes, the person wants it. iPhone 2 wants it. iPhone 3, iPhone 4, iPhone 5, iPhone 6, iPhone. Any, if, if iPhone is to release three new models in the year 2019, there are some people who don't want to use those models. If Samsung is to release, there are some people there. Every, let Samsung release a new model. They want to buy it. It is materialism. And it's the influence of the God Mammon. Because, you see, 
there's a certain realm in God where there's contentment. God will bless you, but you see, there's a realm where there's con- contentment. There are some people, the latest, the latest product in town, the latest fashion, they want it. It is consumerism. That, that desire to always get, to always get, it's an influence of the God mammon. And people are ready to kill. People are ready to fight. People are ready to do anything. People are ready to steal. It's an influence. And it's an indicator that they are serving mammon. It's an indicator that they are serving mammon. They are coming under the grip of mammon. Mammon is luring them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why do people want to work themselves? And, and that's what the Bible tells us that what? The Bible says that the curse of this world, the Bible says that, you know, the sower went out to sow. And when he sowed, some fell at different places. And, you know, the place that fell among thorns, he said that what? The curse of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. What is the deceitfulness of riches? The deceitfulness of riches is an influence of mammon. Mammon causes people to have a certain to have to mammon causes people to be deluded about riches. The spirit mammon causes people to be deluded about riches. What is the deceitfulness of riches? Number one, the mindset that riches will bring happiness. The mindset that riches will bring contentment. The mindset that riches will bring joy is the deceitfulness of riches. So because that a lot of people are let me show you something. A lot of people, when there's money in their pockets or there's money in their account, there's a way they smile. (laughs) There's a way they smile. There's a way they have confidence. When there's money in their pocket or money in their account, there's a way, there's a certain kind of confidence. Isn't it also? It's the end of the money. It's the end of the month. When, when those of you working, when your salary hits your account, oh my God. <laughs> and, and you got the text that the salary has been <laughs> And there's a certain joy. There's a certain comfort. There's a certain relaxation. And there's a certain confidence that you have. It's wrong. It's wrong. Your confidence should not be in God. It should not be in money. Your confidence is, should be in God. So that whether there's money in your account or there's, money, there's no money in your account, your joy and your contentment and your confidence must be in God as your supplier and your provider. Can I preach it? <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's go on. Matthew, Matthew 6, next verse. So he said that ye cannot serve God. I pray that God will deliver each and every one of us from the influence of mammon. I pray that the blood of Jesus shall wash us and cleanse us. Hallelujah. Next verse. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Look at what he said. Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. It's not the life more. Please give me the, the message translation. I want to show you something. And this scripture will make us see that our confidence should not be in money. You're, listen, God wants to even come to a place where when you are working, your confidence is not in your salary. There are a lot of people, their confidence is in their salary. Their confidence is in their work. 
Their confidence is in an uncle who is outside the country. Their confidence is in their parents to send them money. No. Sometimes when you are in that place, God will deliberately strip you of that confidence. He said that if you decide for God, living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fast about what's on the table at meal times or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. There's far more to your life than the food you put in your stomach. More to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Next verse. He said that look at the birds, free and unfettered. Not tied down to it. He said, look at the birds, free and unfettered. What does it mean, unfettered? It means, unfettered means that, Charlie, no stress. Uh, no, it, it's like you live a, a carefree life. I like it. Look, it said, not tied down to a job. It's a careless in the care of God. Careless in the care of God. That is where God wants us to come to. When you are careless in the care of God, you recognize God as your supplier, not your salary, not the economy, not your parents. You know, those places are channels. Thank God for your job and your salary, but it's a channel. If your confidence, if you get to a place where your confidence is in your job and your salary, God will probably take it away. Because God that said that one, let not the rich man boast in his riches, nor the poor man boast, nor the strong man boast in his strength. Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom, but let him that boasts, boast in this, that he knows and understands the Lord. So even though God will bless me with wealth, my confidence is not in the wealth. My confidence is in God. God is my source and my supplier. God wants us to come to that place where we, are, we live like the birds. We are free and unfettered. And that's the life of faith. He said, we are, you are not tied down to a job description, but you are careless in the care of God. And God can do more for you than your salary. God can do more for you than that job. The Bible tells us that the blessing of the Lord, the blessing, it makes rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. Listen, the blessing of the Lord is more than money. The blessing, there are a lot of rich people that they are scared. There are a lot of rich people, the blessing of the Lord includes wealth. It includes health. It in- includes quality relationships. Say that word. And careless, and you count far more to him than birds. God is saying that you are more valuable to him than birds. So if he takes care of the birds, if the birds are they live free and unfettered lives, they are careless in the care of God. God is their provider. You count more to him than birds. I pray that you have that revelation that God is your source in Jesus' name. Amen. That God is your supplier. That God will meet you at the point of your need. 